for hope. It's not like we insert our opinion unsolicited, right? <laughs> uh, yes. So, and then after a while, they'll complain that um, people will complain that, you know, now they don't have any help. No one is listening. And so it was a conversation about that. And I said, well, part of it is because in the beginning you were getting advice from 55 different people. And guess what happens? You were in a state of confusion and most of the advice you got, you didn't execute or, you know, you just didn't pay attention to. And after a while, people, especially people of the caliber that's engaging with you over a startup that's pre-revenue, like, you know, no equity in it, nothing. People are giving you their valuable time and you don't listen. After a while, they're not going to help you anymore. Like just that that's just, it is what it is. So um, I think again, I have to mention again that um, people need to decide in the beginning who they're going to listen to just like having a baby. So I gave them this example. You know, when you have a baby, everyone has advice. Oh, those bottles don't work. This one, get, this gives the baby gas. Don't eat hot sauce. These diapers work. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, they shouldn't sleep on their stomach or they should sleep on their stomach or you know, the list goes on and on. And most of that advice is unsolicited, right? <laughs> yeah. But when you have a baby, you politely kind of politely decline to actually execute on that advice, right? You're not going to people saying, hey, tell me, how should I be taking care of my baby? A lot of that is unsolicited advice. So people will smile and say, oh, thank, you know, thanks for your concern, right? And, and they brush it off and they've decided that I'm listening to my best friend who just had a baby and you know my aunts or whatever it is whoever those two people are sometimes it's the mom sometimes it's not your mom you know she may have very old school you know ways of doing stuff so you decide who you're going to listen to really during the pregnancy to be honest with you um but you don't all of a sudden start accepting a whole bunch of unsolicited advice and then in a state of confusion when the baby is crying or it has rash after a while, people stop giving you their advice when you don't take it. So in the world of a business, it's the same thing. So don't feel like you're great because you got 55 different people that's willing to give you their time and their advice. Because trust me, one day it's going to be zero because those people are valuable and they see you, you're not doing, you know, you're not taking the advice. So just with anything else, we take it away and don't yeah. be mad. <laughs> That it, and part of that is you've you've mentioned before is you right you pick the people that you want to have you want to take advice from yeah and and if you're if you're the person giving the advice if you see that none of your stuff is being implemented or even tried you assume you're one of those people that doesn't that that isn't being advice isn't being given to or listened to and so you quit giving it because it's clearly you. What you're saying isn't resonating in some way, shape, or form. Obviously not. Uh, some so here's the thing, you know how people price shop around, like they'll look on different websites and look on Amazon, and so I think, I think with particularly with the level of expertise at like a lot of different incubators and accelerators and stuff, 
you know, people take that same kind of approach, which is inappropriate, I would say. Um, you, I sometimes feel like because they continue to still book time, or even in my case, in my business, they'll continue to pay, you know, to book time in my company. Like they will pay that money to have time with me and then not even do what I tell them to do. So it's just <laughs> like, sometimes it's like, well, are they just comparing, right? The advice. And if that's how you want to spend your time, great, but it's a waste of time and money. Um, but when you have a situation like accelerators and incubators, I think a lot of people just shop information, waiting to hear what they want to hear that makes them feel good. And then that's what they go with, which honestly you need a, and I, and I was, and I, this is my thing. You need a combination of both. You need a combination of being able to tune out naysayers because I get that, you know, there are naysayers when you're an entrepreneur, but that's different then what you're going to people asking their expertise and advice. Why would you tune that out? Don't, don't ask for time on their calendar anymore. Like it's not unsolicited. You're asking for it all to not listen. And then when you don't have the results that you want, and then when people stop taking your calls and emails, now all of a sudden that's a problem, but it should be expected. Yeah. I, on the, I have a regular uh, meeting with a ATDC company and um, I was talking with him this week kind of about a similar thing, which was he, um, he has a ton of advisors. And like every time I talk to him, he's, he's signed up somebody new is, is helping to advise them through ATDC, through other places, board of advisors, all this kind of stuff. And I said, how do you know who to listen to and, and how do you not get overwhelmed with all this advice? And he said, it's because I'm old enough to understand what advice is right for what situation. And I'm just trying to get as much data as possible. He said, in my previous business, I estimate on the low end, I made a million dollars worth of bad decisions. And now I'm just trying to get data that lets me know what not to make a million dollars worth of bad decisions again. And I think it's a level of maturity to understand that what he's saying is I, I can, I can hear all these things, but I, it's still my job to pick which one's the right one for the, for that situation and go with it. And I think that's a, that is a level of adulthood and maturity that maybe everybody doesn't have. And I, I was, it was really cool to hear and imagine what he could do with that. That's interesting because some of the most, successful people I know. And I mean, that's well-known and rich. They limit what they feed their brain. Mm -hmm. So they don't listen to everybody. They don't listen to every podcast. They don't read books that's out of alignment with what they're trying to do, where they're trying to go. Even though it may be interesting to learn different perspectives, when you're super hyper-focused on accomplishing a goal, like why take in the outside information? I think that's the thing. If you have that kind of, you know, uh, sheer shield of armor on your brain, great. But that's not typical, right? So I just, it, it's just one of the things that actually has come up recently. That's why I'm bringing it up now is this kind of conversation where some of the really um, 
successful people I know are like, yeah, I don't listen to every, I may have a podcast, but I don't listen to everybody else's podcast. I probably listen to maybe five different ones. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, but it's so many good ones out there. They're like, so what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will agree that it seems crazy, but I do think that's a skill if you can do it. If it you is. have that, if you have that ability to be able to say, I am, uh, I, I'm, I'm not only laser focused at my task, but I can also take and edit other data into something that's more valuable for me as well. If you can do that, you're, it's a, it's a superpower. You're a, I think. Yeah. It's a superpower because between managing my companies, um, you know, working with, um, folks at ATDC managing my kids schedule things between my husband and I family commitments, friend, like I don't need any other data. Like it's just, <laughs> Once you have uh, competing priorities as far as other things that have to be um, brought, you know, really put to the forefront in your life. Like, I don't have time to be and I read a lot. Don't get me wrong, but that's just to keep me sharp. It's not to collect more data to confirm or deny certain things that I know for sure. Like some things that I don't know for sure, I'll still research and and read up on and I still am trying to learn. But for things, if you've run a company before, I think that the foundation is still the same. I don't care the industry. It's the same. So I don't need to know if I'm doing, you know, if I'm building a a software company, um, for example, a a simple SaaS company, I don't need to read the in and outs of how Elon Musk is doing SpaceX. Well, I, that part, I mean, for me is, it is, um, you know, the ability to stay on target has always been a, 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 a fault of mine. I, I get excited by shiny new things. Most humans um, and most entrepreneurs, yeah. especially. <laughs> right. And, and um, it, but I do think if you can, it, it is interesting. It's just interesting because I, I, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm more on your camp than his camp, this guy, this guy who I was talking to his camp, which is, at some point you need to find a couple of people that you really trust and go with and stick with them. And then just don't cloud your brain with additional noise. I mean, there's the, I mean, to the famous degree of, you know, Steve Jobs wore the same outfit every day. So you don't have to be bothered with making a clothing decision. Uh, And I guess Zuckerberg does similar stuff. It, it, and I get that. I kind of want to do that myself. Um, But the, but, uh, I also do find when I am most, what I, I feel like I have my cr- most creative ideas, I will say is when I'm also my most actively inputting data into my brain. Yeah. So, so when I'm reading books that are inspiring books and not inspiration, yeah. And, and, and they're not either, you know, kind of trashy things or podcasts, mm-hmm. the comedian podcasts are just talking about nothing. Like mm-hmm. you, you can get into a rut, listen to that kind of stuff, or I can. Uh, yeah. and, um, I, I feel less productive after a little bit of that. And you need yeah. to be like, I, I need to switch over to getting back into listening to things that can get me interested and inspired. And, but some of that's just like what, where you are in your, you know, whatever you're working on and whatever you're doing, sometimes it's nice to be able to forget about all the outside inspiration and finish a, to get Execute. to the finish line. Yeah. yeah. 
And then sometimes it's nice to be wide open to be able to think yes. about the next thing or the next help yeah. a creative problem solving issue or whatever it might be. So, you know, yeah. figuring out how that all works for you is absolutely um, yeah, you need a balance. You need a balance of it. But I think that people, valuable time of people who you are seeking, it needs to be respected. And the, the thing is, and I try to tell people this that are here in town, and I know it's the same way in San Francisco, because there is less than a one degree of separation between all of us. And your reputation gets around. Because trust me, if somebody reaches out to me that I do an IOT, uh, you know, physical device, I'm immediately reaching out to Shane. Do you know this person? Shane is going to give me the rundown. And I trust Shane. I know Shane. A lot of people trust and know Shane because he just tells it like it is. So then yeah. that unfortunately and fortunately at the same time, that's the the dynamics of any community where um, people's time is limited and you're shopping around. Like we have to guard our time. And if you're that person who shops around and then find that you can't get meetings with people, then you may need to look at your strategy. <laughs> you may <laughs> need to readdress that. Now, if I'm reading books and doing and in, in, in putting my own data, that's different. But using other people's time, you know, I remember as a startup founder, um, and I know everyone can't afford to do this, but I would book dinner, like I would book dinners, for, especially for the most important people and advisors that I had um, at the Sundown. So we're eating at the Westin, having dinner, and I got the most important people time. They, I'm killing two birds with one stone. They're killing two birds with one stone. They're advising me and I'm, and I already, I have an agenda. I have stuff typed up, printed out. I know exactly what we're going to go through, talk about it's given to them along with their menu from the waiter. And I mean, some of these conversations will go into the time where the sundial was closing. Like that's how it's done because I respect their time, but I also want to make sure that it's, it's something of value to them. And then the information that they gave me, I'm literally writing notes on the agenda I created and I'm executing on that. But some people get to the point where they're constantly taking in data and not executing, especially at the startup stage. And that's fatal. It's fatal. And especially ones that are just like, it's, it's hard to just not listening to just some of the basic things that we know for sure because we have done it and we do it every single day. We have 700 people just at ATDC alone, you know, in ATDC network alone, 700 different founders. So what you're talking about, it's nothing unique. We've heard this 50 times already in the past couple months. So, so I just, I want people because at, at a certain point you'll wear out this ecosystem. It's not that big. Mm -hmm. That, that is true. And I, I think of that, like, what do you think, how, how does a meeting happen that makes you feel like your time has not been wasted? I know for me, things, things that are helpful is like you mentioned, like typing out some notes and, and sharing something that's happened. So 
we talked about this, this, and this last time, and we tried this, and this is what happened. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe I would have never known that because they tried it and it didn't work, so we didn't see any like of the, but that's nice to know that they like took that into account and tried something on it. Oftentimes, also what happens is this guy who's like the super advisor, like gets advice from everywhere, he sends, literally as soon as we hang up the phone, he sends a uh, typed out notes from the meeting we just had mm -hmm. uh, uh, that are very detailed, very helpful. I don't know how he does it, to be perfectly honest, because it looks like we're just talking face to face. But it, he gives me like eight to 10 bullet points every time. And we're like, well, yep, that is what we talked about. Thank you. That's very helpful. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, just feeling like they're, he's listening by proving it, by writing some of the stuff down and sharing it with me, mm -hmm. that alone makes you want to keep doing it. Right. I mean, th these are Absolutely. things that like are low impact, low effort things that you can do that make it like an advisor feel like they are being listened to and heard from. And it actually might help you out too. So like, why shouldn't you do that? Why shouldn't you take notes or, or whatever? Absolutely. It might be? So, yeah. Uh, are there things that you're like excited about when a company does something specific or, or, or helps, helps you to coach them better? Um, now in, in the realm of ATDC, I could say that um, because I know different founders are at various levels and stages of the company. I really don't take it personal one way or another because I know some folks that, I know every person that talks to me or comes to my office, especially, like they are taking notes. Cause they're like, wait a minute, hold up. No one's told me this before, wait a minute. You know, and they're literally writing stuff down. Almost every single person that comes in my office. And then when later on, they'll be like, man, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And so I'm thinking about how I could, you know, implement this. And when I actually see them do it, I don't even care if they report back to me and say, hey, I did X, Y, and Z. Cause I'm typically watching, um, you know, over, over time, like after I, after I exited my startup and started, you know, of course, back in my career, I actually do angel invest, but I don't publicly tell people cause I don't want them bugging me. <laughs> So I'm watching, right? And, and I don't invest, of course, in ATDC companies because we can't, but I'm watching companies, I'm watching. And right. ones that are actually making progress, I'm like, huh, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> and the thing is, most people that they're engaging with, um, particularly um, mentors, advisors and stuff, most of them are actually angel investors as well. So um, I think that the approach of respect is universal, but I actually watch to see what has happened. And I can tell you 95% of the time, it's nothing. And that's yeah. why when we say a small percentage of companies are actually, you know, not necessarily even become unicorns, but actually become viable. It's so small because people have a hard time actually executing. It's not the lack of data. It's the mm -hmm. lack of execution. Yeah, and that is very rarely are you doing a, a lot of silent work uh, from at least what we're talking about, or at least exactly. what I talk about a lot, which is on the mar marketing sales side yep. of things. 
And so if, you know, we talk about some kind of strategy around, you know, improving leads or creating content around a certain topic area or something like that, and then you don't ever see any of that stuff go up, you, it, it does, it's a little bit of a bummer for sure. You're just like, I guess that's just going to keep on being last update 2018 or something like that. And, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, it, it's not that I'm, surprised that that's a lot of work because I know it is and try to explain that ahead of time before people get too excited about a strategy that's mm -hmm. that, you know this is going to be work uh so you know when you hear the response of it I've just been too busy couldn't get to it kind of thing you're like yeah we all are um so yeah. like if, yeah. if it if it is something you know let's find you know do we need money to pay someone to do it do we you know what's the way to do it to get huh. to get it done you know um, because th those things, if they just stay there, if we're, if we're talking every couple of weeks and it's still nothing happens that part, is, it's just like, what are, why should we have talk for sure? I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. And, um, I think part of it is that, especially for those that come from corporate, and I came from corporate and I don't even want to say came from corporate because I'm used to getting my hands dirty. I'm, I'm an engineer. So I'm used to physically doing things and telling other people to do things, um, you know, within my team and like seeing a finished product. Like I'm used to that. So mm -hmm. I'm always working toward that. But for those who that's not their um, that hasn't been their career path, I can understand the struggle with knowing that you need these other pieces for the company to be successful, but not, but feeling like you can hire your way out of the mess that you're in now. Right. And when I say the mess, I mean, I need a copywriter. I need someone that can set up my email marketing automation. Oh, I need Google analytics on my website. Um, uh, I need to do a blog post. You can do it. You can't hire your way out of doing the actual work. You know what happens? They come and get advice from us. And then part of it is, um, you know, of course they want to raise money so they can hire people to do those things. And when I hire someone, then I'm going to use your advice and have it done. So that's the one approach. And then um, the other approach is they get our advice or whatever advisors they have. And then um, instead of spending time executing, they're booking meetings with more people to get more advice. All of which, and both of those, are missing execution. So yeah, I, I tend to have really strong feelings about it because I see so much time wasted, money wasted, and I've seen divorces and families split over this whole startup thing and the money wasted and the homes lost and it's, it could be avoided, but I don't, I don't think people can see that blind spot. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm very honest, like, okay, well, you know, what you're trying to do is, is basic. Here's a YouTube video that'll show you how to put Google analytics on your site. Like, have you tried to learn how to put an email together yourself? It's really not that hard. You spent six months trying to find somebody that would do it for 20 bucks a week. That's not going to happen. So you could have taught yourself to do it by now and actually been moving forward. 
And those are the two different people that you meet. You get the people that's willing to say, hey, let me learn this real quick. All right, took 20 minutes to learn. Let me, let me do it. And then you got the other people that are hesitant to learn it and do it and think they can hire the, their way out of it. Or maybe someone else will give them advice that will make it easier. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, you're not getting away from work if you want to start a startup, that's for darn sure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To subscribe or listen to our back catalog, go to aflyonthecall.com.